My name is Jordan Mayo, and I'm the lackadaisical libercubicalist. Libercubicalist, which, if you're unfamiliar, somehow, some way, you're joining this podcast on episode 625. First of all, that's pretty weird. That's pretty weird of you, and I like weirdos. You know why normal people, well, are would say, well, are would say, are important. They are not necessarily interesting. I feel like we need them <clears throat> for, you know, society and stuff. However, without the weirdos like you joining a podcast at episode 625, the world would be a much more boring place. And that I don't like. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, all right. So I haven't recorded in it a bit. Been doing my uh, long play thing. I'm into uh, Persona 5 which I'll talk about at some point, uh, more in depth. I am enjoying it. It is weird. Um, I'm going to record one tomorrow is the game plan. Uh, they're not going, I think it's because I've, uh, been playing a lot of rust lately. You know, what else is new? Um, so I, I've been sort of focusing on that. Me and a buddy did a wipe, uh, on a, a new server. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, yeah. So, you know, there was that, that sort of took a lot of my time and it was a server that wiped after one week. So it was, was kind of grindy to get uh, some fun in, but, uh, next month, um, we're going to do a wipe on a one month server. So it should be a little more relaxed. Uh, meaning hopefully I'll, I'll, I'll be less inclined to uh, veer towards rust than uh, long place is the thought that I'm having. And I think it will prove accurate. It's TBD. Uh, all right, so don't have a huge amount, I don't think, <clears throat> other than apparently a frog in my throat trying to get out of there. Is it Michigan J frog? Who's to say? Uh, all right, so uh, first and foremost, mm, yeah, maybe, I'm uh, going to talk some uh, Star Trek The Next Generation because the missus and I finally, finally finished watching it. <clears throat> I wonder how long it took us to watch uh, all seven seasons. Quite a ways, I would say. So uh, what I wanted to do is just to talk about uh, some of the episodes in uh, season seven, the final season, that I enjoyed, that I, in the case of masks, inexplicably enjoy. Uh, now, the reason I say that is because a lot of people don't like this episode. I think up to and including Brett Spiner, who I've heard him interviewed about his sort of over-the-top performance, which I very much enjoy. Yeah, it's fun. It's dumb. It's, you know, if you take, I feel like any form of media, but definitely Star Trek, 100% uh, serious 100% of the time, yeah, maybe you'll see this episode and be like, come on, that's ridiculous. What is going on here? However, if you don't, and I recommend you don't take anything 100% serious 100% of the time, um, you know, I, I feel like there's fun to be had. One thing in particular uh, of this is sort of very personal thing that I have been saying to the missus since we've been together. So, you know, 13 years, however long it's been, she doesn't listen. So the fact that I don't know exactly is not going to come back to bite me. Ha ha ha. Uh, is uh, I've been saying difficult to stay warm. 
um, which <laughs> is a quote from Data when he's in his sort of old man persona in this. If you're unfamiliar with this episode, basically Data is uh, possessed. Yeah, you know what? That's a, that, that's a good short way to explain it. He's possessed by the personalities of a uh, long dead civilization. Pretty cool sounding, right? And one of them's like an old man who apparently finds it uh, difficult to stay warm. So uh, whenever I'm cold over the past 13 years, I would quite often say, difficult to stay warm. Which, if you've seen this episode, you will know is a goddamn spot on impression. Yeah. I don't do many impressions, but that one, you know, it's pretty good. Pretty good. So uh, to have her finally hear that, and realize how good my impression was that was a goddamn delight right there on top of the episode that's ridiculous um yeah masks masks <clears throat> um moving on <laughs> to oh yeah genesis so this is another one of my favorite episodes um uh enterprise crew i've got uh, memory alpha open here let's see what it says enterprise crew d crew members de-evolve into prehistoric creatures after a medical treatment by Dr. Crusher goes wrong. So yeah, basically Dr. Crusher, you know, famously or infamously, uh, sometimes not the greatest doctor. Uh, this probably being one of the prime examples where <laughs> she basically almost, were it not for Data and Picard, uh, kills the entire crew. Yeah. Did she get into trouble for that? That she gets, you know, a pay decrease. There's no, you know, currency or whatever, which is something that uh, the misses over the course of watching the show, uh, I feel like was a real sticking point with her. The fact that you know this is a society in which uh, capitalism, quote unquote, no longer exists. I mean, it kind of does. And also, when they're playing poker, what are those chips? What do they represent? Hmm. And also, um, like you do get things, you may not get, you know, money, but if you're a captain versus an ensign, your, uh, you know, your, your, your cabin is going to be, you know, 10 times as nice. So it's not like there's, there, there's no exchange of services for goods. Um, but yeah, it, it's something that, you know, as much as I like the idea of a non-capitalistic society, because that is what is destroying this current one, uh, this current IRL society, uh, would be nice if they explained it a little better so we could, you know, figure out how to do what they're doing. But, uh, no, it's always, it's always kind of vague how it works, which I guess because, you know, it's a hard thing to figure out and as well-written as these shows are, um, they're not necessarily written by, would that be a, uh, what would the profession be <laughs> to, uh, take a society and turn it from uh, capitalism to something else? Hmm. I don't know. Sociologist? Something like that. Anyways. Yeah. I, I think what I like about this and, uh, I knew the missus would like it too, cause it's kind of like a creepy episode. And she likes, you know, horror is her favorite genre, um, is seeing what different, uh, I'll just say animals 
each of the crew members turns into. It's something, and this comes up, uh, has come up a lot over the years, uh, like sort of the reason I like X-Men or things of that nature, where there's like a group of people and each of them has their own individual, you know, uh, abilities or skills or, 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 or looks or, or things, things of that nature, like, like a, a very diverse group of individuals. I, 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 I've never really been able to pinpoint why I like it so much, but I think, huh, you know what, maybe I'm pinpointing it right now as I speak, which is, you know, the nice thing of having a podcast where you talk to yourself is sometimes you come across things that you might not have otherwise. Um, Maybe it's the fact that with all these, uh, you know, sort of crazy permutations possible, uh, it opens up the mind for, uh, that much more imagination. Like if you have, uh, let's bring it to D and D as well. If you have two human fighters, uh, sure. You could write a lot of cool stories and uh, have a lot of cool adventures with those two individuals. However, if you've got a, uh, let's say a, a, a gnome artificer and a, a tiefling warlock, I feel like the, 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 the permutations there alone, uh, of the possible stories you could tell are, uh, are exponentially more. I don't know. Just a thought I have. Is it accurate? Who's to say? Moving on from Genesis, from the Genesis device. To all good things, yes, of course. We finished it, so I've got to talk about the final episode, because it's a two-parter. Um, so, uh, you know, I did a kind of special, um, uh, had my aunt and uncle over who are uh, Star Trek fans from, you know, back in the day, and we had, uh, what did we have? We had something for dinner. I can't remember what we had. We had something, did we just have pizza? I can't remember. Anyways, we had, uh, you know, pizza, drinks, uh, made sort of a night of it where we watched uh, both parts of this. Uh, if you're unfamiliar, it's sort of really, uh, it probably, I, I don't know if it's the best season finale, but it's, or sorry, series finale, but it might be. <laughs> it's definitely a contender for best series finale. Um, I, I, and one of the reasons I think that is the case is because unlike, well, maybe there's other examples. I'll tell you what, no one listens to this, but if you do and can think of another example, I'd love to hear it. Uh, you can, uh, at me on Twitter. That's probably the easiest way. Jordan underscore Maywood. Um, are there other examples of series finale that tie into the first episode of the series? to the degree that this does. I would hesitate to say, no, there's not. Uh, like this one up to including, you know, uh, uh, maybe not a third, but let's say like a, a quarter, maybe less than a quarter, but a significant chunk of the episode takes place during the first episode, kind of, sort of, kind of, sort of. That's an interesting thing. Um, one thing I didn't tell the missus when we were going to watch this was that this is a time episode. Now, the the, the timey-wimey Star Trek episodes, those are usually my favorite. They are uh, also usually uh, the missus's least favorite. She doesn't like time stuff. Um, she doesn't like, you know, trying to figure out, I guess, what, 
like the the implications and, and wrapping your mind it's something i've often said of of, of time stuff not just star trek but uh, time stuff in general that you got to sort of get your mind in like a different space almost a time space and you got to look at things like from a totally different perspective which i think is one of the reasons i like time ones uh, uh time ones are, are, are often my favorite also this is a q one which are uh, some of my favorites now i will say q ones are also some of the missus's favorites so she must have been really torn by this one uh, uh let me read the memory alpha uh, picard learns from q that he is to be the cause of the annihilation of humanity there's more but you know what i'm just gonna leave it at that yeah so the stakes are high needless to say um okay so all of these episodes i haven't really been rating them but uh easy five out of five this one you know i gotta give it a six out of five yeah season finale of star trek the next generation six out of five moving on to star trek picard season three what yes okay so first and foremost let me just say well not foremost but first uh, the fact that i am got the uh, uh, all good things memory alpha page open and it's got a picture of them playing poker together because that's how the episode uh that's how the series rather uh ended so in star trek picard you know i could give spoiler warnings for everything i'm about to say you know from the top wow i used to do that like religiously and now i feel like i never do it hmm. anyways this is this is more uh, of a new thing so i will give spoiler warnings for picard season three uh and this is not really a story spoiler however i will say the uh, uh final scene of star trek picard season three very closely matches the final scene of star trek the next generation in that they're all sitting around playing poker goddamn delight now did that make me tear up a little bit yes yes it did which uh you know I, I find that happens in star trek uh, i'm not gonna say more often than that but definitely this season of picard there was a few you know choked up nostalgic moments i will say uh getting data back whew, whew. Uh, uh, uh data and Jordy together uh, together again at last man that hit that hit hard uh okay so uh one cool well lots of cool things they did uh, uh firstly let's say that of star trek picard seasons this is you know hands and above the best like no competition uh and i really do mean no competition <laughs> because the first and second season while i did enjoy them because i enjoy all star treks um they weren't great like uh, to the degree where would i rewatch them probably would to be honest but uh, uh this last one is like I, I feel like what the first two seasons should have been more along the lines of this more i, I guess fan service is kind of what it is right <clears throat> it's almost like they actually listen to what fans wanted with this uh you know, see that's on the one hand I, I feel like on the other hand i bet uh patrick stewart may not have done it if it was just what happened in this season like i feel like he probably from a uh, you know an actor perspective uh, may have enjoyed things from the first and second season that allowed him to explore this character in, in new and different ways um 
that's just a, you know, that's a theory I'm, I'm, I'm working under. A lot of this uh, uh, season has to do, or at least uh, definitely at the start, with uh, Beverly Crusher and her son. Hmm? Um, the son, of, of course, that's the big spoiler, son of uh, him and uh, Captain Picard. Yeah, they had a, they had a boy. And we, uh, we had a baby, it's a boy. Um, she has, over the course of these 20 years, uh, turned into a bit of a badass, which I also very much enjoyed seeing. Uh, there was one scene in particular where she's like, uh, I forget why, but she's got to like take over the, uh, uh, tactical she, and she's, you know, like shooting phasers and photon torpedoes and stuff. And she's like, you know, you know, a lot has happened in these 20 years. And she's like a total badass, basically, basically. Uh, so that was fun to see. Uh, <laughs> what else was good? Oh yeah. The choice of baddie. Of, of the big bad for the season. Hmm. Yeah. What do I think of that? Okay. You know, obviously still staling in uh, spoiler territory here. Uh, who would you pick from Star Trek, you know, lore to be your ultimate baddie? I feel like the Borg is the obvious choice. Um, and changelings, it was nice to see them return. Now, they combined and had both at once, which I think was smart, because other than those two, who would be good? I mean, yeah, you got Q, but they did that last season, which is another thing. I thought after last season, the Borg were like, <coughs> nice or something. <laughs> yeah, what happened with that? That whole storyline. Aren't the Borg not as jerky? Whatever. Oh, you know what I think it was? Uh, now nah, you know what? I can't explain it. Some, someone smarter and who pays more attention than I to Star Trek lore could explain it, but I cannot, I cannot. Um, so, you know, I'm like racking my brain. You get the Gorn. Wasn't the Gorn, the baddies in, uh, what were the, the baddies in now? Um, uh, strange new worlds. Do they have Gorn in that? I think so, someone's got Gorn now, which is fun. Uh, you know, you got your Romulans and Cleons. I feel like, no, that wouldn't be good. Um, space whales. That'd be, that'd be interesting. God. <laughs> we'll go back to the undiscovered country. Yeah. I, I, I guess Borg and Changeling. That's, that's sort of your main ones, right? Who else could it be? Maybe there's some like a, a obscure one-off, uh, baddie that would have been a good, or maybe, you know, it just come up with a whole new one. Ooh, ooh, okay. Here, here's a cool idea that I've just, that has just struck me. Um, the baddies are humans after they have sort of transitioned from our, you know, uh, physical bodies to more of that sort of mental idea. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the baddies. And they're trying to... <sighs> destroy humanity why <laughs> wouldn't that be bad for them <laughs> maybe because if they don't um yeah i don't know there's an idea there somewhere a tentative idea so let's leave it at that we'll leave star trek behind for now and move on to movies that i have uh, watched yes movies they're just like tweets they release them constantly. Some of them you don't need to see, 
but when you see a good one, woo-wee, movies. Yeah, just made that up totally. Didn't steal it from another podcast at all. News of the World from 2020. Starring none other than Thomas Hanks. A Civil War veteran agrees to deliver a girl taken by the Kiowa people years ago to her aunt and uncle against her will. They travel hundreds of miles and face grave dangers as they search for a place that either can call home. Goddamn Tom Hanks Sunday movie at its finest. Yes. Uh, it's, uh, you know, classic, you know, uh, watch this movie on a Sunday, five out of five, any other day of the week, less, less. But when you want that Sunday chilling in bed with your significant other, uh, uh, you know, scrunched down under the covers, I feel like there's maybe no better than Tom Hanks and a Tom Hanks, you know, quest because that's what this is. I love a quest. I've said it before, and I am sure I will say it again. Traveling from point A to point B for a purpose is some of my favorite storytelling, because, not dissimilar to my mention of things like X-Men, anything could happen. Yeah, like if you're just sitting in one place, you know, the potential of things that can happen are, I would argue, quite often less than, uh, you know, traveling through who knows what, right? Right. Um, the, uh, the girl in this is very good. What's her name? Um, Helena Zengel. Yeah, she was good. Um, the, there's the, the, the you know, the, the story is, is fine. Uh, the things that happen a lot in the way are interesting. And, uh, the results of the end of the quest, goddamn delight, teared up again. Yeah. Which, you know, sort of, uh, you know, I'll, I'll just mention, and I've heard this before, as you get older, uh, particularly with men, uh, that's there, I guess, get more in touch with their emotions and, uh, uh, tears come more freely than they would have in their, uh, previous years. Yeah. Suppose there can be a case made for that uh, sort of logic. Sure, why not? Okay, yeah. So watch that movie. Then uh, the missus and I uh, we watched. Did we watch that together? Yeah, we did. Okay, so uh, we watched this together as well uh, from 1993, Made in America. Mm-hmm. A young black woman discovers that her father was a sperm donor, and if that weren't bad enough, he's white. Goddamn whitey. Uh, so this was an interesting movie. Starring Whoopi Goldberg and Ted Danson. We got some Will Smith, who I actually forgot he was in this. Jennifer Tilly, stealing the show a little bit. Of course. Um... Uh, Michael McFall as the hospital intern. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, this is, you know, your classic uh, uh, early 90s uh, hilarious misunderstanding comedy is how I, how I would, would, would... Oh, yeah, uh, something I feel like we did check, too. Okay, so when was Cheers? I feel like this was, like, let's see, 93. Okay, so this probably was may have been uh, Ted Danson's first sort of role after Cheers had finished, because it finished in 1993, and this is from 1993. So, you know, 
there's my math. Let me show you my math. Um, and I also think it kind of didn't do well for his, uh, you know, movie career. <laughs> I don't think this was a, a incredibly well-received movie. Uh, that being said, there's definite fun to be had. Um, Whoopi Goldberg, you know, always good. I think one of the, uh, the reasons that we watched this was because we enjoyed her so much in, uh, Star Trek and, uh, you know, what? it's kind of a shame. She, she wasn't in the final episode, was she? It's disappointing. Um, but still nice to, uh, uh, uh revisit Whoopi. It's nice to revisit Whoopi. Uh, rating wise, I'd go above a three. If you're unfamiliar with my scale, three is enjoyed while watching, but wouldn't watch again. Um, this is, if I had to guess a second viewing, I, I, I had definitely seen this before. So would the misses, but, uh, we just kind of, I feel like that's something we crave every once in a while, like a, a sort of a nostalgic comedy from back in the day. Definitely something to be said for that as a, that as a genre, if indeed it is. Uh, all right, moving on to, from 1993, we're going to go back 20 years to 1973, Blackenstein. What? It's like Frankenstein, but a black exploitation film is what it is. Um, Eddie is a Vietnam veteran who loses arms and legs when he steps on a landmine. A brilliant surgeon is able to attach new limbs, but his jealous assistant switches the Wow, that really just gives away the plot. Switches the DNA injections, transforming him into a gigantic killer. Yeah, so not quite following the uh, the, the Frankenstein lore, but uh, they came up with their own. Um, okay, so w one thing I wanted to say in general of black exploitation films is <laughs> if it is a genre that you have never watched before, I would recommend. And I also feel like if you are a white person who's never watched a black exploitation movie and, you know, sort of avoids it on purpose, even, uh, the possibility is you're racist. <laughs> uh, just let me explain. Uh, who do you think is more likely to watch black exploitation movies? Uh, someone who is in the KKK or someone who is not in the KKK, someone who is a Hitler youth or someone who is not a Hitler youth, which of those is more likely to watch and enjoy black exploitation films? Ask yourself that question. Um, I've watched a few, uh, and I want to watch more uh, because they are different. Uh, one thing in particular, uh, of this one that I noticed is, uh, how good the music was. <laughs> well, it's interesting because they have like, you know, actual music, like, uh, actual, you know, songs of the era, I guess that would be that are really good. But then they also have like very cheesy sort of, uh, monster of the week type, uh, type movies or music as well, which is less good. Um, also I, I feel like in this multiple times, I saw sort of scenes, uh, visuals that you don't see in any other genre of movie. Um, so, you know, for that reason alone, I'd give it, uh, probably three, yeah, probably higher than a three. I, I don't know if this is the best black exploitation example out there. Um, I feel like it definitely has that sort of B movie uh, a vibe to it. There's probably better. Uh, you know what? I've tried for audience participation already, but if there's any out there 
that would recommend maybe ones that not everyone has heard of even uh, i would like to explore the space as it were a little more because they are if anything interesting interesting uh yeah reading wise i'd go that's the, that's the very interesting thing like there's moments of where i'd give it like a two where it's just bad bad and then moments of like four plus where it's like wow this is insane <laughs> and cool and it, it really runs the gamut so hmm. interesting blackenstein uh I, I guess i should watch blackula next right you know what? i'm gonna put it on my list blackula blackula all right uh moving from blackenstein to white noise did not plan that <laughs> interesting uh from black to white dramatizes white noise dramatizes a contemporary america's family attempt to deal with the mundane conflicts of everyday life while grappling with the universal mysteries of love death and the possibility of happiness in an uncertain world jesus christ <coughs> excuse me yeah watch this one with the missus she fell asleep <laughs> so it is weird which is why she fell asleep because she doesn't like weird movies or medias um one thing I was curious about, yeah, okay, so one of the main plot points is a sort of a deadly uh, train derailment. And I think it is in, like, Ohio or somewhere, um, which is very interesting because this is from 2022, yeah, so it must have been filmed in, like, 2021. So it definitely happened, this was filmed before, very prophetic somehow, some way, which is interesting. Okay, so a lot of the movie is sort of just seemingly taking place in the real world but then there's also some sort of strange you know i don't know metaphysical exploration of the human condition <laughs> it's very you know sort of arty let's say uh i enjoyed it i can understand why the missus didn't um just this not being her her bag of tea necessarily uh reading wise i'd go a solid four go a solid four with some you know a really fun five out of five moments even in a general sort of making you think seeing art adam driver <laughs> adam driver uh he looked a lot like uh oh shit uh uh, Alan Partridge, <laughs> like there was multiple times where I saw him in this. I'm like, Jesus Christ, that's Alan Partridge in there, which uh, is an interesting choice, I suppose. I suppose. Uh, uh, yeah. So check out White Noise. Wasn't there another movie called White Noise with uh, what's his name? Uh, yeah, it's like a uh, horror movie. Michael Keaton. No, that's not what I'm thinking. Michael Keaton. Uh, no, what the hell is that guy's name from Shawshank? I thought he was in a movie called. Alright, we're doing Tim Robbins. Okay, so let me go to Tim Robbins. This is more for myself than anyone. Tim Robbins. Go to him. Mystic River. There was something with... Hughes and Howard the Duck. What's he working on? Castle Rock, Dark Waters, 
Portlandia. He was in Portlandia. Green Lantern. Huh. Noise. Oh, it was just called Noise. Yeah, what was that? What was that about? I seem to remember liking it. Man who's being driven crazy by the noise of New York City decides to take a vigilante action against it. Hmm. I kind of want to rewatch that. I feel like that was a good movie. Uh, and who doesn't like Tim Robbins, right? Uh, okay, moving on to the final film. Uh, from 2005, Grizzly Man. Uh, a devastating and heart-rendering take on grizzly bear activist Timothy Treadwell and Amy Huguenard, who were killed in October of 2003 while living among grizzly bears in Alaska. Yes, the true story. Uh, this is uh, from uh, acclaimed film director Werner Herzog. Acclaimed weirdo, <laughs> acclaimed one of my favorite Paul F. Tompkins impressions. Uh, so, uh, yeah, did watch this with the missus. Uh, took a little convincing, but uh, after watching it, we were both like, Jesus Christ. This is a, yeah, this is a definite, uh, 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 probably I feel like going in expecting one thing and coming out and with something completely different, uh, which I feel like maybe Werner Herzog is sort of known for in, in the movie space. You're expecting one thing and then you end up watching it and you find yourself contemplating the, <laughs> you know, existence as you do, uh, which is interesting. Cause he's sort of, wait, he directed Nosferatu. <laughs> Am I just learning this? Werner Herzog. Oh, the vampire. Okay, so that that's good to say. How old is he? <laughs> From 1979. Uh, Nosferatu the vampire, and that's P-Y-R-E. Uh... Count Dracula moves from Transylvania to Wismar, spreading the Black Plague across the land. Only a woman of pure heart can bring the end to his reign of terror. Okay, yeah, so... <laughs> When did actual Nosferatu? That's like 19 and Nos for 1922. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Slightly different. Idiot. Vampire Count Orlock expresses interest in a new residence and real estate agent Hunter's wife. Yeah. You know what? I don't think I've ever seen that. I, I mean, obviously bits and pieces. Who plays, who plays the titular Nosferatu? Hutter, Ellen, Knock, Harding, Ruth, Professor, Professor. Yeah, why doesn't it say who's playing? Maybe it was just played by the actual Nosferatu. Hmm. Anyways, bit of a detour there. Thanks, Werner. Um, yeah, it's definitely a sad story. Uh, parts of it potentially make you angry. Um, a lot of gray area. Yeah, I, I think maybe that's one of the biggest takeaways is there's 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 not a lot of black and white. Like, is this uh, uh, Timothy Treadwell? Is he a good guy trying to do good uh, and protect these bears who are in danger? Or it's... <clears throat> is he a sort of a narcissist um, combined with a manic depressive? Um, could could both things be true? Yeah, I don't know. 
<laughs> but uh, rating wise, I'd, I'd probably go five out of five. I, I feel like it's a movie. Uh, I was going to say, would I put it on my list of movies everyone should see? I don't know if I would quite do that. And definitely if you are scared of bears, <laughs> you probably shouldn't watch this. Jesus Christ. Um, one of the most uh, brutal scenes of this is there's a scene where Werner uh, listens to, because their deaths, Timothy Treadwell and Amy Huguenard, um, were recorded, uh, on camera, but the, the, I guess the lens was on, so it was just the audio. And, uh, there's a scene where Werner is listening to the audio. They don't play it, which I feel like, yeah, thank God they don't, because it, it's, you could, you could, you could sort of see in his, in, on his face and his bearing just sort of the look of, you know, utmost horror at what he's listening to. So Jesus Christ. Yeah. Imagine, well, don't imagine, I'll tell you what, don't imagine being eaten by a bear. That's my final advice for this episode. Um, yeah, I guess that's it. Other things to say. Yeah, we did movies. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There was two, uh, two things I did want to mention. I didn't even have it in my notes and yet I remembered. Wow. Look at me go. Uh, the end of the era for two podcasts yeah um uh, the first of which is called if i were you a podcast well both of these i've spoken of many times on this podcast uh primarily back in the day on internet days or internet intercourse segments um if i were you yeah with uh, uh jake and amir uh, uh, they did a uh, advice podcast yeah when did they start if I, you podcast, definitely they've been going a long time. Uh, probably go, yeah, Wikipedia. All right, so they started in 2013, May 13th, 2013, um, to April 24th, 2023. Oh, sad to see. Um, I started in October 2012, so I have beaten them. <laughs> Take that if I were you. Yeah, uh, it's, some of it had to do with the fact that Jake is an expectant father. And uh, I, I guess just sort of the feeling that maybe it was time. Uh, the, you know, it, it's not like they're not still doing things. Uh, they have, you know, the HeadGum Podcast Network, one of the most, uh, 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 you know, popular podcast networks. And they're still doing, uh, not still doing, but doing again, Jake and Amir episodes. Um, so, you know, they're still busy. I, I think they're still going to do live shows as well. Uh, they do say their live shows are going to be unrecorded, which is interesting. <laughs> um, the podcast reached number one on the British Canadian on Australian iTunes church, as well as peaking at number three in the United States and number 17 in Germany. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, <laughs> why would they put in number 17 in Germany? Okay, good. I guess. Good. Uh, yeah. So you going to be sad to see this go. It, it was one of my, uh, regular listens. Like when I was uh, still working in the office, you know, that was eight hours a day plus car rides. So it was like eight, it was like nine hours a day listening to podcasts. Uh, and I listened at two times speed. So back in those days I was listening to a lot of podcasts. Now I'm only on the, in the office once a week. 
Um, so that's a lot less, needless to say. And yet, this is one of the ones that, uh, I guess I would say, made the cut. Because obviously I had to cut back on... Uh, well, not obviously. I suppose I could uh, do it while uh, working from home. However, I, I, I like other things on. Like, uh, you know, a, a, like for example, right now I'm watching uh, Angel. Um, Rewatching should say uh yeah so it's uh, gonna be sad to see it go uh needless to say they're they're two incredibly funny individuals with a sort of tried and true podcast format that of uh, giving advice mm-hmm. uh so uh, not dissimilar to the situation is the todd glass show is ending oh man <laughs> another another okay let's see how long that's been around for did I beat him as well? These are both sort of, I feel like, uh, the Todd show. <laughs> okay, maybe I gotta Google the Todd show. <laughs> Do they not have a Wikipedia? That's where I was looking at. <coughs> Todd Glass, Pop Culture. It doesn't have a Wikipedia page? What the hell? Where does Todd Glass live, someone's asking. That's kind of creepy. Um, podcast. Let's see. Uh, podcast, podcasts. Oh, damn. 2011. He beat me. Well, I just have to go for some more years. Wow, he's 58 years old. Looks good for 58. Uh, yeah, August 2011. All right, yeah, another sort of end of, a, end of an era. Uh, that one even sadder for another reason. That of which, that of which, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, we're really grinded down at the end of this episode here. Uh, I have had a, a couple of um, sort of a, a songs appear on the show mm -hmm. yeah uh, uh you can you know send in songs and uh, you know mixes and stuff like that and uh, quite often they will play them so you know i've, I've done that a, a, a couple times so i'll have to uh have to maybe find those episodes and download them that would be a, that would be a smart thing for me to do will i do it no one ever said i was smart uh yeah todd glass and not too similar to jake and amir it's, it's not like he's not going to be doing anything um it's just the fact that he sort of felt like it was time i guess yeah sad uh and the parts of the podcast that he enjoys he's going to continue to do which is you know having people over who he enjoys spending time with and just having a, a silly fun time I just out of the corner of my eye, uh, I got his IMDb open, and <laughs> there's a one line. It's sort of separated from the others. Just, just, just his own, just its own separate line. You know, he is Jewish and dyslexic. <laughs> Next paragraph. Uh, that's weird. Um, yeah. While it may be accurate, is he Jewish? I didn't think he was Jewish. Anyways, uh, it was one of, if not the craziest, 
and sometimes most frenetic podcasts just to whoever exists, I feel like. Uh, definitely one where uh, potentially enjoying a little of the old devil's lettuce and then listening to him would, you know, uh, a lot of potential in that scenario, let's say. Let's say. Um, yeah, Todd Glass Show. Uh, the one nice thing about, you know, if I were you, the Todd Glass Show, and any podcast that has ended is, and maybe it's not a universal truth, but quite often you're going to be able to still find these. Like, it, it's not like he takes every episode down. And if even if he did, they probably exist in multiple places right now. I would assume. I would assume and I would hope. Which maybe I should do with this podcast. Like, uh, if say Podbean goes away, which is who hosts the podcast, or if I say die and stop paying to have Podbean host, maybe I should put it somewhere else as well. Hmm. A thought, a thought for another day of that hottie over there for another day. Folks, we did it. I suppose it's nice to be nice to the nice. That was... <laughs>